Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Look what free speech has gotten you, right? And, and if free speech is going to bring a Hitler to power, are you still going to defend the rights of those people to speak? If you talk about the things that affect your daily life. The secret to being a good actor. I don't really care, actually, whether Britain remains Britain. His dad was actually murdered in front of him. Marine Le Pen has changed the Pont National. If it's like kind of like a documentary investigative reporting serialized true crime, it often gets into questions about the justice system or the media. In an uncertain world, there's always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people for the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to vote. Good question. Really good question. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Ladies and gentlemen, please remain standing for the singing of our national anthem. Britain is just a small island that no one pays attention to. A former colony won the right to determine its own destiny. Hello, and before we start the show properly, just a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, Mid-Atlantic has been running for some four years now. And um, the show gives me great joy, allows me to uh, speak to people with great minds, pundits and progressives about the issues of the day. If you take something away from uh, listening to Mid-Atlantic, please, and especially if it's positive, please go on to iTunes and write us a review. We have precious few reviews. I don't normally ask and beg for them like I do in other podcasts that I do. But please go on to your local iTunes and please rate us if you think we're worth five stars and give us that. But it really would mean a lot to me. It also means that other listeners, at least other potential listeners, uh, will get to know about the show. Long-time listeners will know that Mid-Atlantic is part of the Agora Podcast Network. Every October, we run a thing called Agrophobia, and it returns this month. It's spooky, macabre, and strange fiction and non-fiction stories that celebrate the spirit of Halloween. If you want to go and listen to, uh, to their shows, uh, go to the Agora Podcast Network or... You can uh, go to the Gorok Podcast Network via iTunes and each Friday 
there will be a new show. So it's going to be four shows this month. So if you're into uh, spooky and macabre things, uh, this is this is the month for you on the Agora Podcast Network, and that's agorapodcastnetwork.com. But now on with uh, our new show. Hello and welcome to Mid Atlantic, the show where we look at the news and the views from one side of the Atlantic from the perspective of the other. I am Royfield Brown in San Francisco. Today we look at the issue of gun violence in the US and how the US compares with other countries. I'm today joined by Corey Ryan Forrester, the comedian and co-author of the national bestseller, The Liberal Redneck Manifesto. Hello Corey, how are you today? Hello Royfield, how are you buddy? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, I am living in a bit of the United States, um, which isn't known uh, for uh, its gun culture. Um, where exactly are you in the States, uh, uh, Corey? As most people, if they're familiar with accents, can tell I'm from the deep south, uh, Chickamauga, Georgia. All right, so I'm guessing then that this is deep red country in terms of American politics and uh, people, as Obama would say, cling to their religion and their guns with equal measure. You are very correct. A gunman in Las Vegas killed over 50 people and injured hundreds at a country music festival on Sunday. The shooter was identified as 64-year-old Stephen Paddock from Nevada. This is being named the worst mass shooting in U.S. history. This attack has brought up the discussion of gun control in America. A new statistic was released that you are no more likely to die from gun violence than drowning, fire, stabbing, choking, airplanes, animal attacks, and forces of nature combined. It's reported that more than 10,000 people are killed in firearm assaults each year in the U.S. No other developed country has as many guns as the US and they don't have as many gun deaths as the US either. Um, As an American, um, how does that fact square with you? When I look at that fact, as the liberal part of me goes, yeah, I agree with that. And yes, I don't believe that we should have guns. It's just, I I also know a lot of my liberal compatriots who are not from the South. Like there's there's a huge difference in a liberal from where I'm from and a liberal, like a coastal elite liberal, like where you're currently living right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of them, uh, which they're not completely wrong, they think of any gun as being, oh my God, if you've got a gun, you can, you know, you're capable of this mass murdering. And that's, that's not the case. Like I grew up on shotguns and rifles. I'm not, by the way, a huge hunter, but I would be very hypocritical uh, to say I was against it on account of my brother-in-law's a huge hunter and I benefit from a freezer full of deer meat every winter that I don't have to pay for. <laughs> so, you know, I quite enjoy that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I do know very responsible gun owners. I, I sincerely do. Now, unfortunately, they've been given a bad rap as of, well, I won't say late, as of pretty much throughout modern United States history. All with right. guns. Okay, Corey, let me jump in. Okay. Who's given them the bad rap? Well, obviously, um, the you know the feller, which I can't remember his name because I try not to focus on the horrible person's name as much as I do the victims. But the you know the feller here in Vegas, you've got Dylan Roof in Charleston, you've got uh, I mean I, you know the kids from Columbine. I suppose the list goes on and on of people being very irresponsible with guns. Just you know, I can't disassociate myself from from coming from um, a country where. 
I think last year there were less than 200 gun-related deaths. Is that so? Of which, of which the majority are going to be suicide. Right. All right. Well, so, it, y'all's weather is kind of shitty. Well, let's look at Canada. Right. right, which uh, I know the weather the weather in Canada uh, can be glorious and then also can be quite shitty also, right? Mm-hmm. But like um, statistics, it's going back to 2011, so these aren't the most uh, recent. But the study where I got these figures from, compare and contrasted um, all countries, and the, the data which I could do all major countries was 2011. So sure. last year in Canada, less than 2,000 gun deaths um and then you look at america in 2011 and i know that there has been um, somewhat of a spike since then yeah 10,000 yeah wow is that you know boiling all this down is that the price of americans saying that they are free is it worth it you know that's a really good question and it's uh that's kind of the rhetoric that I see now with, you know, you see the stats. It's like, you know, 500 or so injured in this Las Vegas shooting. You see 56 confirmed dead. And what I, what I find interesting is that as soon as that happened, most of the people on the right that I saw on Facebook or in the news, instead of mourning the deaths of those people and saying, oh, how can we make this better? They immediately jumped to defending the Second Amendment. And I think that's a weird that's a weird way to process it in your brain that you love guns so much that this inanimate object, you love this thing so much that it clearly doesn't matter how many people get taken out. You're like, well, you know, I guess that's just, yeah, like you said, that's the price of freedom. That's just what it is over here. And I, what I kind of what I fail to understand is like they don't think that England and Australia are free. You know what I mean? Like we're the only free country on earth. That's bullshit. Well, you know what though. I think objectively, many, and I will just call out Republicans here, but I think many right-leaning Americans actually truly believe that. They believe it instinctively. When you point out to them the French are pretty free, the Spanish are pretty free, the Canadians are extremely free, Very. and whatever, then then they go, oh, yeah. So, so it is this instinctive, reflexive position that we are free and nobody else is free. And then when they're forced to think about it, it does actually become a fetishization of the Second Amendment. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it's, it's our conditioning. I won't say necessarily brainwashed. The Second Amendment may be the single most mysterious part of the Constitution. It's an ungrammatical sentence. It refers to militias, which don't even exist anymore, and it's been the subject of an intense, intense controversy. The Second Amendment has two parts. The first part talks about state militias. It says that state militias are a necessary part of national defense. And the second part refers to the right to keep and bear arms. The question of how the two relate is something people are still debating. Almost everywhere you go in America, if you're going to see huge banners of the flag, you're going to see land of the free, you're going to hear people say things like, we're the best country on earth. Like I hear, you know, America's the greatest country on earth, yet somehow Donald Trump's like, let's make America great again, even though somehow 
to these people we are the greatest country on earth but then you look at statistics of like education gun deaths uh drug overdoses we're simply not i mean i, I love where i'm from and uh as a comedian and entertainer i'm definitely in the epicenter for that so that's fantastic but i you know it's as a someone who look, tries to look at things objectively we're not probably not the greatest country on earth right now is it true that the NRA really has the, the stranglehold on this issue that, that they do? Or is it, does it go much deeper than that? There are 5 million NRA members, which is what, some 6 7% of mm-hmm. the U.S. Uh, population. Yeah, but they're also um, the loudest. <laughs> why is it that there is this enthusiasm gap? You have, let's say, 85% of Americans that believe in some level of uh, gun control, some level. Simple background checks. No, not even the most rabid liberal is not saying let's do away with all guns tomorrow. They're right. Not. Right. The I'm most glad rabid. You said that because they don't believe that about us. They absolutely think that we want to melt every single gun down and make them into a statue statue of Vladimir Lenin or something. <laughs> well, um, um, maybe in a dystopian future. Uh, that that might actually come to pass. Sure. But the most pinko liberal, communist, elite, uh, coastal liberal is not saying all guns should be done away with tomorrow. Sure. But what people are trying to advocate, of which 85% of Americans are saying, background checks. Right. Um, why is there this enthusiasm gap where 85% of Americans, their... Um, that their weight of opinion isn't as hot, isn't as weighty as that 15% of Americans who have the mouthpiece of the NRA. You know, the things that I read about the NRA as far as like how deep their pocketbooks are and how hardcore they are at lobbying, we've gotten to a point in America where I really don't know what to believe. Um, But I'll tell you this, I've never seen a Republican not run on some form of a platform that didn't involve, and I'm not going to take your guns away from you. I don't know, man. I mean, you know, Charlton Heston was a big a big deal back in the day and really made the NRA kind of a celebrity type thing for, you know, for the Republicans because, man, it kind of, it blows my mind, honestly, now that you're saying it to me from a different perspective. But yeah, they, do, they do have people by the balls, and people really look at them like, I mean, it's kind of like a church, and the Second Amendment is like their Bible. We really take the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and all that stuff insanely serious, and people fail to understand that they're like, all of a sudden people don't know what amendments are, and that things can change, and that things that were almost 200 years ago, maybe that wasn't, maybe that's not cool today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. 
Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a message to every rapist, domestic abuser, violent criminal thug, and every other monster who preys upon women. Maybe you've heard the stories about millions of us flocking to gun stores and gun ranges for the first time, the second time, and the hundredth time. Here's what that means for despicable cowards like you. Your life expectancy just got shorter. Because there's a very good chance your next target will be armed, trained, and ready to exercise her right to choose her life over yours. This is what real empowerment looks like. Millions of American moms, grandmothers, and professional women taking our lives and our families' lives into our own capable hands. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. Well, talking about NRA and people who are in thrall, or at least um, in the pocket of the NRA, John McCain, uh, which is a Republican senator. I have a, a lot of time for John McCain. He's somebody who's uh, demonstrated great service to America. Um, this, he was captured by the Vietnamese during the Vietnamese War. He, he, he had the uh, the chance, the ability to to get out of that prison earlier than his comrades, and he said no. Until we're all let go, I'm not leaving. And to this day, walks with, with a massive limp because of the the beatings that he took at the hands of the Viet Cong. So, so John McCain is, is a good American. He has got over seven point seven million dollars from the NRA through mm-hmm. his throughout his political career. Uh, Richard Burr from from North Carolina, just under seven million. Good lord! You know, um, that's in campaign donations. This is in campaign donations. Right now, you know, admittedly, these are two gentlemen that have been in in politics for some time, but for still. Sure. You know, the, the, these are sub- substantial figures. Um, can we pray this problem away? <laughs> Lord, no. That's God. That I'm so glad you said that. Where I'm from, I don't know how familiar you are. I know that everybody. You, you know when you know Corey. You know when you said uh, Lord, no. Was was that uh, was that joke intended? That was not. <laughs> no, that joke was not. Intended. That actually goes back to what I was saying about conditioning. I'm not a religious person, but because of where I grew up in the South. I still find myself saying, Lord, no, and God bless them, and oh, I'll pray for you, as just colloquialisms, because it's just been beaten into my head. It's That's how, and it goes back to what I was saying about America's the greatest country of all time. You hear this shit so much that sometimes you don't even hear yourself saying it, you know? It's just, like I said, I don't want to say brainwashing, but like we are absolutely wildly conditioned in this country through religion and guns. And uh, yeah, no, it cannot be prayed away, and that really really upsets me because 
when it's something like this that they don't want to deal with, like they don't want to pass gun control, they don't want to do anything about mental health, they don't want to do anything about background checks, they leave it up to God. But when it's birth control or women's rights, oh, now we have to do something. Why can't you just pray about that? No, it's because you actually want something done, and you know that prayer's not going to do shit. So how can, how and when will the attitude, the laissez-faire, complacent um, attitude that you can have this country of some 320 million people, which practically, I think, has about 320 million guns, um, of which the scarcity statistic for me isn't just the amount of guns, but is the fact that 3% of Americans own 50% of the guns. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so concentrated, which goes to show you how polarized uh, and in in and in a way, actually, how marginalized those gun owners um, who are absolutely we cannot have any infringement on our rights to own guns, whether it's a handgun, a rifle or a submachine gun. Right. You know, I, I completely understand there is a massive dif- difference, you know, as a Brit, as a European Coming to this country, which is so big and of which there is true wilderness here in a way that there is not in England. Right. You know, there there is not in Germany. There are woods, there are deserts, there are mountains of which there are uh, truly wild and ferocious creatures. You know, it makes sense for there to be hunting life for people to hunt and to be able to either shoot animals or at least defend themselves don't y'all quail hunt over in england i've seen downton abbey i saw some quail hunting i thought (laughs) y'all put on the nice red jackets get on a horse and go out there and shoot a bird that can't fly i've seen it well there is a certain amount of uh, pheasant hunting yeah uh yes and uh and but just just whilst we kind of on on this tip um fox hunting was banned in the uk maybe about 17 years ago oh really and yeah no um when you fox hunt you don't take out a gun but you know to a british sensibility it speaks that same kind of country tradition of which what people said it was incredibly unfair and barbaric uh, because here were a whole load of landed uh, privileged people dressing up, taking out their hounds, then to go and find one fox and then rip, rip it to pieces. Um, so, and the, 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 this that argument, um, that issue, does have some resonance um, in the UK vis-a-vis this one, not that you know millions of foxes were being being killed fox hunting Do you but eat it was fox? very much no you can't and that, that's, right. that's another reason why people says you you know it was just totally um totally it's uh, yeah totally barbaric that's exactly the word i was trying not to use because it was just done purely for sport no you, I you're think not eating this you thing well okay but the point I was trying to make with this is that it does have somewhat of an analogum with this gun debate over here because what people who wanted to continue to fox hunt said was you do not understand our culture. Right. You are urban. You are metropolitan. You do not understand this is fundamentally our tradition. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I okay, I definitely get that phrase because I hear it all the time. But I'll say this, at least in my culture, my papa always said, if you're going to shoot something, you better by God eat it. And you also better need to eat it. I know a lot of people from around here who they're not, you know, they don't make a lot of money. Some of them, you know, they're they're firemen that are very underpaid and don't even have good insurance for their spouse. And they legitimately hunt and store a lot of deer meat that they then turn around and feed their family with. Like legitimate, I don't mean like, oh, well, we're going to eat it, but we could have done something else. Like there's a lot of people that like, if it wasn't for their ability to go out and shoot deer, I mean, that's that's how they have the, the nice winter feasts that they have. And you can make deer chili last an entire season. So I at least can say, okay, I understand that. But I don't, somebody going like, oh no, we just like to shoot them and make them dead. That's like, there's no point to that. That's weird. Am I off base? No, 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 you're not. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. But I also do know that I come from um, a somewhat, privileged let's say metropolitan uh, you know uh, position whereby i cannot even really conceive of actually hold holding a gun and pointing it at any creature in right. anger oh I however you, yeah however you know as, as i said before i i understand um in theory not not emotionally in practice but definitely in theory the right of somebody to hunt and i think you made a very eloquent case for some people who are um you know pour down at means that actually this is um, a means for not necessarily ultimate survival but right. definitely a means of helping them get through sure. um, sticky times and is absolutely needed and and I'm sure many people then would also argue that there's a certain amount of animal husbandry that that is needed as well um, yes, uh, guns can be pointed at like bears and whatever, and bear numbers are, are kind of going down. But definitely, there are going to be some creatures which are um, a threat to humans in in places and um, are a pest and need to be controlled. So you know, let, let, let you know, just throw throw that one out there. Sure. You know, truly, as a Brit coming to America, what I'm definitely not saying to anybody here is um all guns should be got away with tomorrow because i understand there are deep-seated uh, reasons for some people to own them following the shooting in orlando congress was pushed towards voting on several gun reform bills when a filibuster took over the floor what we're seeking is not something that is partisan what we're seeking is common sense unfortunately the changes died when put to a vote i'm mortified by today's vote but i'm not surprised well why do you think he's not surprised the national rifle association has so many politicians in its pocket here are some of the contributions senators have received from the nra according to the center for american progress action fund senator blunt from missouri has seen almost 1.5 million dollars come his way to vote pro-gun bill cassidy from louisiana has banked 2.8 plus million joni ernst from iowa has 3.1 million 3.8 million has gone to cory gardner out in colorado Tom Tillis, a Republican from North Carolina, has received 4.8 million, and John McCain has received 7.7 million in Arizona. And that's only the biggest, so we may not be able to get gun revisions. Looks like first on the docket should be taking a long look at special interest groups and campaign contributions. I'm Patrick Jones for Buzz 60. Now you know, pass it on. Let's try and look forward because how can you actually see, uh, how can you construct a scenario whereby Republican congressmen? Republican senators can actually, number one, not take the dollar of the NRA, and two, start to listen to the constituents. 
Well, that's definitely a slow burn for sure. And I got to tell you, the old the old ones are dying out. Th- that generation that is that has the stranglehold on the what we perceive as American values are dying out. And I truly believe that. And the younger people that are coming up, um, even if they're not, you know, maybe a leftist like me or you, I do see a shift towards being in the middle because there's a lot of people that I know that are Republicans or conservative that. I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily think they voted for Hillary. I think they just didn't vote because they were like, man, that guy, that dude disgusts me. He doesn't represent who I am. We're never going to con- – the people, the Republicans and conservatives right now who are getting paid by the NRA, we're never going to convince them otherwise. And the people, their actual constituents, we're never going to convince them otherwise too. And I hate to say this, but they're kind of a lost cause that we just need to die out. To me, the only way that we're ever going to get anything done – is that we as liberals need to at least fake tolerance for a second and hear these other people out and maybe we can find some middle ground because that's literally the only way we're going to do it. We've got to get the young people so that the next generation is better. Honestly, this current one, it's it might be lost for this because it's it's pretty rough. Corey Ryan Foster, let's hope that a resolution to this uh, dreadful problem the amount of deaths um, in the US at the hands of uh, maniacs behind guns isn't too far away into the future. Uh, thank you for coming on to this very special edition of Mid-Atlantic, sir. Thank you for having me. I hope we'll get to do it again. I've had a blast. Just before we completely and utterly say goodbye, um, just to let you know, dear listener, that Corey will be coming on the show as our uh, as our as our redneck pundit to be able to speak for for for, for red america but from a, a liberal perspective um cory uh introduce you at this at the top of the show as being a comedian now um you're on tour at the moment why don't you give us a couple of dates where uh, listeners could probably catch up with you if they're in if they're close by absolutely i'm on the uh, well-read comedy tour with uh, the liberal redneck trey crowder you may know him our website is wellreadcomedy.com and it's spelled w-e-l-l-r-e-d comedy.com it's a pun we're hilarious so this week we're uh, october 7th memphis tennessee october 8th and 9th knoxville tennessee uh then we got a string of dates in the midwest and then we're going to hit the pacific northwest and round out the year so just go to the website and check us out and uh, listen to, you know to our podcast if you want to the well-read podcast it's also there on the website Thank you. Also, listener, um, it's, it's another plea uh, for you to go onto iTunes and write a review for Mid-Atlantic. We've been doing this show for four years now, and I think you've probably realised that the output um, is definitely uh, taken a somewhat of an upswing recently. So we are trying to pump out uh, maybe not quite one show uh, a week, but definitely one show uh, bi-weekly or dare we say in in real english fortnightly um so why don't you go and write your appreciation for us on on itunes on apple podcasts there um on uh on social media on twitter you can find me where i'm at roy field spelled r-o-i-f-i-e-l-d or you can find the show where we are at mid atlantic show uh how can people catch up with you on social media Corey? uh on twitter it's at Corey r forrester and I just tell people, if you Google Corey Ryan Forster, a bunch of stuff pops up and you can just click on it. Fantastic. See you all again next week where we have the pundit team of uh, Doug and John discussing US and UK politics. Bye-bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.